Well, as Pastor Rodney mentioned a few moments ago, we're going to continue on our teaching series here in the month of January. So I started out on the first Sunday talking about vision, the importance of having vision and vision for the minister here at Grace Church. Pastor Rodney taught on the second uh, Sunday on experiencing God, how it's important that we experience God. You know, revelation from God is not just to give us more information, but when we receive revelation from God, it's so that we can have a God encounter, a God experience. And when we experience God, transformation takes place in our lives. And transformation in our lives is what uh, puts God on display to a lost and dying world. So we praise God for that. Then Sharice uh, raised the bar really high last Sunday morning on talking about discovering our purpose. And so praise God. I, I, I like the title Discover Purpose because we don't create our own purpose. We're not into creating our own purpose, but we're about discovering God's design purpose for our lives. And as we discover that, we come into the fullness of it. And then today we're going to be talking about growing in community. The idea of growing can sound a little bit laborious. It can sound a little bit boring. It can sound a little bit like, uh, I don't want to grow. I've been there and I've done that. Uh, but you know what? If you're not growing up, that simply means you've given up. And it's really, really easy to give up. Matter of fact, giving up sometimes looks quite enticing because to give up can be peaceful in a sense. It can be restful. It's like, okay, I've arrived. I'm satisfied. Life is good. Or you might even be giving up because life isn't good. But the, the idea is, is that we must never allow ourselves in a posture of having given up. Unless, of course, your dreams and aspirations were to play in the NFL and your posture is 4'8 and you weigh 95 pounds. You, you may, it may be a smart thing for you to give up on that particular dream and think about something else. Golfing may be better for you. But nonetheless, we, we must never give up on, on, on our pursuit of discovering God's purposes for our lives to coming to a place where we are experiencing God. And as a result of experiencing him, we are, we are uh, enjoying the transformation process that's taking place. So keep, keep a vision, uh, just keep that vision in front of you that God's not finished with you. He has great things in store for you individually. He has great things in store for us collectively. In Luke chapter two and verse 52, it says this about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with all men. Now think about it. Jesus, the Son of God, coming into this earth, being fully God and also fully man, but as a man, the man, Christ Jesus, he grew. Everyone say, he grew. He grew in wisdom, he grew in stature, and he grew in favor with all men. If Jesus needed to grow, I think we need to grow. We need to continue to grow in wisdom and in favor and in stature. We need to continue to, to be people that are growing and growing and growing. So I'm going to be sharing from the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 4, the letter the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. And in here, he's giving the, uh, in this particular section, he's describing the reason for Jesus Christ presenting, giving to the church the ministry gifts of, of the of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, and pastors and teachers known as ministry gifts. And the reason Jesus presented these gifts, made them available to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, is, is that we have been given not only the, the responsibility 
of being pastors and teachers, evangelists, apostles, and prophets. But the responsibility is also listed here, beginning in verse 12. He said their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ, to build up the church, the body of Christ. We are to build up the church, the body of Christ, and this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. So, Pastor Rodney, I have good news for you this morning. Your job is secure. <laughs> Jesus has placed you in the body of Christ to equip the body of Christ until we all come to such unity in our faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Now, I find it interesting that our responsibility is to teach and equip the, the, the people of God to come into unity, and we want to talk about community, community, in community there is unity, and when we talk about coming together in community, coming together in unity, it's the very thing that divides us. It's the very thing, if you get to the bottom of, of, of division within a marriage, the division within a household, the division within a church, the division within a community, it, it, it's in that context of community in that context of unity where we have differences of opinion and, and we end up being ununified dis, and, and we end up coming, going against each other rather than continuing to come to a place where we come to such unity of our faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. And I think the reason is, is we're trying to come together in the unity of a doctrine. We're coming together in a unity of a denomination. We're coming against the unity of a political posture. We're coming against the unity of, of race or, or whatever it may be. But we're, we're not focusing on the very purpose that will unify us in a sense in, in community, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and him alone. Just focus, as we focus on Jesus, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, the one who came to shed his blood, to cleanse us of our sin, when we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, not in such faith and knowledge of political persuasions, not in such faith and knowledge of our, of, of, of our denomination and our, and our doctrines and our creeds and so forth. And, you know, we, just, and we, you know, we want to fight to the death to protect things that we're not really supposed to be protecting. We're supposed to be coming together in the unity and in our faith, in the knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of our denomination. Praise God. Amen. We got all the accolades from, uh, from our higher authorities from in, within our denomination, or we got all the accolades that, you know, from a natural standpoint. That's not what we're trying to come together in. That's not what we are supposed to be unifying around. We are supposed to be unifying around and coming into community in the knowledge of God's Son, growing up, maturing in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, Verse 14 goes on and, and mentions that then, then when we get our focus off our political persuasions, we get our focus off our denominational persuasions, and we get our, and, and we get our eyes on Jesus Christ and our focus is on Jesus, says then, and we are growing and we're becoming mature in our knowledge, and he says then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Everyone say new teaching. New teaching has been around for a long time. You say, well, how can it be new? <laughs> 
Well, it was new back then and there's still new stuff popping up today. And matter of fact, I, I would just throw in here that we really need to be on, on our guard. We, we, we need to set a guard over our heart. We need to pay attention to what we're listening to because there's so much available so rapidly today. And so make sure that what you're listening to, what you're feeding on is solid. Amen. You say, well, Pastor Ray, where in the world would I start with that, with all that information that's available? It's very simple. MyGrace.com. I mean, it's right there. It's right there. Thank you for your overwhelming support. Let me talk, let me talk to my online family. You're, you got it. You know exactly where it's at. And so I commend you for that. And just, just stay tuned. And there's many others as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm just putting that out there in jest. But remember that it's important that you no longer be uh, children, that you no longer be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. They sound like the truth. And, and you say, well, how can I protect myself in this? You protect yourself by paying attention to the truth. See, many people have the idea that we're out searching for truth. As a believer, you're not searching for truth. You have the truth in you. His name is Jesus. He is the truth. Now we grow from there and we launch out from there and we, we grow deeper in it and we grow higher in it and wider in it, but we have the truth. We're not, lurking, we're not searching for the truth as if it's not found. We found it in Jesus. We have the truth, amen? And so when you get, uh, as you continue to mature in the truth, that's the reason Jesus put ministry gifts, the, the evangelists, the apostles, the prophets, the pastors and teachers in the church to equip God's people to, to become mature and that we're no longer immature like children and we're no longer tossed and blown about. And so in verse 15 says, instead, everyone say instead, here's something better for us, right? Instead, we will speak the truth in love. That truth being Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're going to speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So our goal in maturing and growing is to be more and more like Christ. Now, most of us, we, our most predominant way of recognizing someone is facial recognition. When you know someone really well, you might be able to identify someone from the back as you see someone walking, say, that's so-and-so, I can tell by their gait, I can tell by their posture, yeah, I, I just know that's who it is. When you know them really, really, really well. But most of us, we have facial recognition is how we recognize someone that, that we know. Well, the idea here is, is, is the same. We want to be recognizing Jesus. And we want to be growing up in every way more and more like Christ so that people, when they are seeing us, they are seeing Christ. It's not about me and it's not about you. It's about Jesus Christ. We want people to be seeing Jesus Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He, speaking of Jesus, makes the whole body fit together. The whole body. Everyone say the whole body. You see that? that did you be, that's, that's a picture of community. It's everyone working together, the whole body being knit together. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Say perfectly. 
So you are exactly what God created you to be. As you discover that purpose and become more and more uh, uh, complete in that and, and, can, and can identify that, that's Jesus fitting you perfectly into the body, into the body. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part, there it is again, community, each part, this is not, a, this is, this is not isolation, this doesn't happen in isolation. He said, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. As each part, as you discover your purpose, as you are experiencing God and you receive vision from heaven as to what uh, God has in mind for you and, and you experience that as you are pursuing his purposes, what you are doing is you are coming into alignment with God's will for your life and you coming into alignment with God's will for your life helps me come into alignment for God's will for my life. My life helps someone else come into alignment with their life. We all help one another. If I'm out of place, it's like a joint out of place. Have you ever had a joint misplaced? Huh? It's not very pain. It's very painful, is it not? It's not very pleasant. What you want to do is get that joint back into place so you can begin to function again. It's not much fun to have a, a broken bone or a, a, a member of your anatomy displaced or, or in, in pain. So the idea is, is that as, as I focus on growing up, experiencing God, discovering his purpose for my life, I'm coming into that place where Jesus Christ has made me to fit perfectly in the body of Christ. He goes on, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. So this will continue until Jesus comes back. Growth so that we are no longer immature. We are no longer like children. We are men and women that are speaking truth in love. We are growing in every way to be more and more like Christ. So you could, um, it's perfectly okay to be asking yourself the question or asking God the question, in what area do I need to be growing? See, left to ourselves, we will grow in the areas that most fit our natural personality. I'm naturally a, an easier going person. I'm a peaceful posture about myself. So it's real easy for me to talk about the peace of God, just chill. It's real natural, that comes easy for me. Well, if that doesn't come easy for you, you may just wanna avoid that. Then other areas that are not so natural for me, I, if left to myself, I will avoid that particular area. Uh -huh. You found that in your own life to be true as well, right? You'll just simply avoid it. Well, I don't like to talk about that. I don't like to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. I don't have much joy and peace, and I don't want to talk about joy and peace. Then someone else is all they ever talk about is joy and peace, joy and peace. Next person, it's real easy for them to believe. They just want to talk about believing, trusting God, have faith in God, praise God. <laughs> you know, so you will naturally gravitate towards developing the easier traits about your natural personality. But don't allow that to happen. I mean, you want to grow in all areas, but be open and be honest. Say, God, what area have I been lagging in? What area have I been kind of, you know, that whole idea of patience? 
That whole idea of patience. I'm not a very patient person, so I, I, I you know, and, and then we just buy into that and we want to use it as an excuse. Well, that's not acceptable. We need to be growing in that area and God will, wants to grow you up in that area and he'll bring other patient people into your life to just help you to, to develop patience and other people will come into your life and develop you in other areas and the strengths that you have, you will help develop other people. We, know we are perfectly fit together perfectly fit together. Don't condemn yourself for your weaknesses. Certainly there's a, there's a, there's a truth in, a, in, in building your strength, focusing on your strength. People say swim in your own lane, know what your talents are and focus on that. That is fine, but you know, if, if I'm, I'm right-handed, so I'm right-sided, but if I just keep doing everything with my right arm and my right leg, and I just let the left leg and the, and, and the left arm just kind of hang here and never do anything with it, it's going to be out of balance. I also need to do some things with my left hand and my left leg. The whole body. Everyone say the whole body. All right, that's collectively and also individually. As, as, as an individual, I need to be developing completely. The whole body, the whole community fit together perfectly, each part doing, uh, each one doing its part. And I love it in verse 16. Let's read this one more time. It says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow, the end result, so that... The whole body. I'm going to say whole body. The whole body is number one. The whole body is healthy. Healthy bodies grow. Number two, growing. The body is healthy, number one, and is growing, number two. So, you're, you're, you, so individually, you are healthy. Individually, you are growing. And as an individual that is healthy and growing, you are fit together and you're helping other individuals be healthy and growing. And when we are healthy and we are growing, the end result, the goal is the finish line. We could say it this way. The finish line is that and full of love. Everyone say, full of love. And we are full of love. So there's a reason for this community, growing together in communities, that we are healthy, growing, and full of love. The whole body, healthy. When we're talking about the whole body being healthy, we also, again, look at it individually. Individually, you are healthy. You are healthy in spirit. You are healthy in soul. And you are healthy in your body. Healthy in your body. The apostle John's prayer was that he prayed that we be a prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And so we, we believe that in spirit. We believe in soul and we believe in body. And we believe that we are to be growing and that we are to be filled with the love of God. Full of the love of God. That, does, that means we're full. Full of love. Full of love. When you get squeezed when you're full of love, love comes out. And so we want to continue in that. Turn with me, if you would, to 2 Peter chapter 1 for a moment. In 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse 3, he's talking about growing in faith and how that is possible. Beginning in verse 3, it says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. They well, oh, I just, you know, I just don't have patience. I just don't have love. I just don't have faith. I don't have this and I don't have that. Yes, you do. I happen to believe God over what you have to tell me. Not, nothing personal, but I'm just going to believe God. All right. 
<laughs> so don't tell me you don't have faith, you don't have patience, you don't have what it takes. You have what it takes. It says, by his divine power, God has given us, or I could say it like this, God has given you everything you need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, in view of the fact that God has given you everything that you need to live a godly lifestyle that's pleasing to him, and he's given you all these promises by his divine nature, in light of this, in view of, this, of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Make every effort. Be willing to grow. Be willing to grow. And be honest. Am I more patient than I was last year? Am I more kind? Am I wiser? Jesus grew in wisdom and in favor and in stature. That one comes pretty easy. But we want to be growing in wisdom and in favor. Are we growing? Am I wiser? Am I more patient? Am, you know, am I able to look back and say, yes, I can see growth. I can see growth happening. And there's, you know, I believe there's a seasons for growing. You know, sometimes you might have faster growth areas than others. Nancy and I enjoy riding our bikes in, in the warmer weather. Of course, we're not going to be riding today. But, uh, but when we do ride, we typically load our bikes and we go out to the Ole Valley and we, we take a nice long bike ride in the Ole Valley. And it's, it's interesting because in the spring when things get warm, we go out there and we're riding and our, our loop that we do. It's almost a two-hour ride that we take. But, you know, it's just open farm lane. And then you start seeing the farmers tilling the soil, and then you know that they're out there, they're planting their soybean, they're planting their corn, and a couple, you know, the next week we go out and we see things starting to break through the ground, and the next week we go out and we see things growing a little bit, and the next week you go out and see things growing. Before you know it, it's the middle of summer, and the wheat fields are white under harvest, and the harvesters come in. It's like, my gosh, it's June, and they're already harvesting the wheat. And then while they're harvesting the wheat, the corn continues to grow, and all of a sudden you go out there, and what seemed like to be wide open farmland and Holy Valley, all of a sudden, these roads that you have all this visibility, you lost your visibility because there's corn out there that's 10 feet tall, and now you have to be careful at intersections to make sure that you're, you know, but it's growing, and it's growing. And then a couple weeks later, as time goes, as a year goes by, the summer begins to, begins to ease out, and, and fall comes in. Before you know it, you go out for another ride, and it's wide open again because the corn's been harvested. So there's been a, a planting season and a growing season and a harvesting season. And even in our own spiritual walk, there, there are going to be seasons where growing is more intense than others. But, but make sure that you are growing. You should be able to look back and say, yes, that was a growing season. Now we enjoy the harvest of it. We enjoy the harvest of it. I can remember as a child growing up on the farm, I was intrigued by uh, how rapidly corn would grow. It, 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 even being on the farm, being around the fields every day, it was like, my gosh, that corn's just growing like crazy. And I can honestly remember going out there one day, and I'm out by the field, and I'm, I'm sitting. I just sit down in the ground, and I'm just staring at the corn. I was convinced that if I just sat still long enough, just looked at it long enough, I could see it grow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see this corn grow because I know if I take my eyes off of it and I go do something else, when I come back, I know it's going to be taller. So if I just be patient, I can see it grow. Well, you know, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't see it grow. 
<laughs> but it was growing. It was growing because all the nutrients were there for it to grow. It was growing even though I couldn't see it with my natural eyes. Sometimes you might say, okay, I really want to grow, Pastor. I want to be mature. I want to be growing. I want to be full of love. I want to grow in wisdom like Jesus grew in wisdom. I want to be like Jesus, but I'm not seeing it. You are growing. Continue to expose yourself to all the right elements. Continue to keep yourself in this rich soil of God's word. Allow the, allow the, the, the rains from heaven to water that soil and allow the, the sunshine from heaven to, to, just, to, to give you all the warmth that you need and all the comfort that you need to continue to grow. And, and within a short season, within, a, within the appointed season, you're going to be able to see the fruit of it. And then other people are going to be able to enjoy the fruit of it. But purpose to continue to keep in an, in an environment of growing. Keep yourself out of strife-filled environments. It's so easy to get into the wrong environment. And it just, it just stifles our growth is what it's doing. It's not accomplishing anything when we're arguing and fighting with one another and, and trying to persuade one another and things that we, it's not all that important. They're, they're just temporal things that we're trying to persuade people in. It's not that important. But we must stay focused on Jesus, the Lamb of God, coming together in unity in Jesus Christ. And so in, in, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith. Everyone say supplement. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. Work on it. Moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. So supplement moral excellence with knowledge. Supplement knowledge with self-control. Supplement self-control with patient endurance. And supplement patient endurance with godliness. That's simply the lifestyle that we're called to live as Christians. And godliness with brotherly affection, love for our brothers, love for one another, and brotherly affection. Supplement your brotherly affection with love for everyone. Community. Within the, the smaller community, within the family, within, and then the, the, the larger community. And, and so supplement it, your love for everyone. Then verse 8 tells us that the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The more... You grow like this, supplementing your brotherly love, supplementing kindness, supplementing patient endurance, supplementing all these rich attributes, supplementing them, growing them, nurturing them. The more you do this, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Worldly knowledge puffs up. Don't be afraid. Matter of fact, you are to pursue the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grow in wisdom in, in getting to know Christ even more and more. Too many times, uh, too often, Christianity is summed up something like this. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You need to be born again and then go to heaven when you die. Well, that's true. And to uh, be honest with you, that was my motive for accepting Christ the night that I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. So I wanted to be sure that if I died in a motorcycle accident, that was especially what I was thinking of. I rode my motorcycle to church that night, and, and so I was informed that 
I probably wanted to kill myself. That's why I bought the motorcycle. So I was very thinking, well, if I'm going to kill myself on a motorcycle, I may as well accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and at least I'm going to go to heaven. Well, many times Christianity, that's the sum total of it. Receive Jesus and know you're going to heaven when you die. That is true, but there's so much more, and it leapfrogs over all this maturity that we are to be doing, all this growing that we are to be doing so that we can be more productive and useful while we're here. There's a purpose we are here. There's a purpose we are here using up precious oxygen. There's a purpose God has you here and you're, that we don't just get saved and immediately go to heaven. And the purpose that we are here is so that we can continue to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ so that we can be perfectly fit together. We can be maturing, coming together in community and representing God to a lost and dying world, giving a much clearer, giving a much more accurate and powerful, transforming uh, representation of God to a lost and dying world as we grow in community, as we grow to love one another. The church should be known as the greatest change agent, the greatest uh, uh, love people that are around rather than known for infighting and indifference and uh, all all the splitting of parts and all the fractions going on all the time. We should be known as, as the people who are growing in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God. And the world is taking notice because Jesus Christ is being exalted. One more portion of scripture I want to invite you to read with me. It's in Romans chapter 12. I'm going to begin reading at verse 3 of Romans 12. It's because of, the, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, community. Many parts, and we all have a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong. Everyone say belong. We belong to each other. In this grace of being one body, many parts, all belonging to each other, in this grace, God has given us different gifts to, for doing certain things well. I love that language. God has gifted you with a special grace to do certain things well. You experienced the worship team here a few moments ago. Uh, They're gifted to play the guitar, the piano, uh, the drums, the the various instruments that were up here, and they they are gifted to play them well. You would not have enjoyed worship to the extent you enjoyed it this morning had I decided I'm going to be the drummer or I'm going to be the guitarist, or I'm going to be the vocalist. You just simply would not have enjoyed it nearly to the extent that you were able to enjoy it. Matter of fact, I'll be honest with you, you would not have enjoyed it at all. All right? That's not not my gifting, not my grace. And I know that. And I'm thankful for people that we have here, the the audio-video team and the worship team, that they're doing what they do, and they do it very well because they're graced to do it. So they do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, then serve them well. 
If you are a teacher, then teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. And if your gift is giving, give generously. If God has, if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Let's be real about this. Let's stop all the pretense. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Community. Loving one another. Would you please stand? I have a question for you. I want you to answer this to the Lord. Your heavenly father would like a word from you. He'd like to hear from you. The question is, will you, as a part of the community of Grace Church, online family and friends, this, you're a part of this as well. There's no distance in the spirit. We're all in this together and we welcome you and we embrace you and we thank you that you are participating and uh, worshiping together with us today and that you're receiving this word from God today. The question for you also, online and here in person, will you take your unique gifting that God has given you, that God has graced you with, will you take it seriously? And will you intentionally grow and develop and deploy your gifting so that this community known as Grace Church will continue to grow, continue to develop, and to thrive, and that we would continue to become and accomplish God's original intent for this community? My prayer for you is, is that we would all give our absolute best to God As leaders gifted to lead, we would lead with diligence. As teachers gifted to teach, you would teach cheerfully, willingly. As administrators, you would administrate the things that God has put in place for you to administrate. As a gift of a server, that you would serve willingly and graciously. As an encourager, you would find yourself always eager to encourage, to build someone up. As a, as a prophet, that you would prophesy, and I add that you would prophesy accurately, and if you don't, the rest of us will let you know about it. And, and that we would come together as a whole body, we would be healthy, growing, and full of love. Father, my prayer is that as a grace church, as a community, that we would be healthy and growing and always known to be full of the love of God. I pray this over each person individually. I pray it over each family, over every marriage, over every household, and over all of us together as a community. Every one of us, every part has a very specific place and purpose in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Would you continue to help us to discover it to the full, to experience you, and to experience a transformed life in Jesus' name, name above all names, Amen. Amen. God bless you abundantly. We love you. 
Continue to press in with God, continue to grow, and we will see you again next Sunday mornings. We talk about making a difference. God bless you. We love you. Have an awesome day.